Hi, and welcome to episode 127 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island, a passionate cook and recipe collector, always, always, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time but can always, always, always use the planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kids there, six, eight, and 10. You know, Betsy, I actually think I broke a record of mine two days ago. I was out for a walk in the morning and I'm out at like 8 a.m. And I eaten breakfast already and I was already thinking about lunch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, this is is not good. (laughs) Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So Kate, this week we're taking a summer break, our last one of the summer, and going all the way back to the archives for episode 22, Tomato Season. Remember when we thought 22 was like so many episodes? Like we had done so many. Felt like a lot. Yeah, Felt like a lot. And here we are at 127. Amazing. This episode I chose um, when we were talking about like what ones to pick because it has one of my favorite recipes of all time. Let's listen in. Welcome to episode 22 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Right. So our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website, www.dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. So this week's recipes were pasta with marinated tomatoes and herbs, stone fruit and tomato salad, and a savory tomato pound cake. Yeah, so we're in the heat of summertime here in the U.S., and for me, that always means tomatoes, so hence the little theme we've got going on. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the, they're just one of the best parts of summer. Nothing beats a tomato sandwich on homemade bread. Ugh, yum. I know. I was so happy to cook this week's episode because tomatoes, the really good, delicious ones you can only get this time of year, seem to come all at once. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's just like tomato crazy. And I want to make everything I can in those couple of weeks when they're out at the markets and everything looks so delicious. So I was happy for some new, some new ideas. Mm-hmm. So our first recipe is a variation of tomatoes and pasta that is just so fresh tasting and in season. It's pasta with marinated tomatoes and herbs from the New York Times cooking website. So to make this, you just roughly chop and salt the tomatoes and then you let them sit in a, in a colander to like drain off the tomato water. So after a couple hours, you add in the tuna, herbs, olives, um, some olive oil and salt. You set that aside for an hour or so. And then you toss with hot penne or farfalla pasta or any, like, you know, kind of big-shaped pasta that you like. Um, Yeah, pretty easy, straightforward recipe. Yeah, I really liked this. I thought it was fresh, simple, filling. And I liked the tuna as the protein in here because it didn't require any additional cooking. Mm. But it felt like it made a very great filling meal. You do have to let the tomatoes and the herbs kind of sit for a little bit. 
But other than that, it's not complicated to put together. It just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, I thought this was a perfect post-farmer's market Saturday night dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? So you go to the farmer's market, get the tomatoes, you prep them when you get home, and then you go off and do some fun stuff for, you know, Saturday chores. Then you just add in the tuna when you get back home, um, give it an hour or two, and then you just boil pasta, pop a bo- bottle of white cold white wine or a beer, whatever, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. And I was t- I'm totally with you, Betsy. I liked that the tuna made it a little heartier with no extra like cooking. Yeah, yeah. Right? You don't have to like fire up another pan for chicken breast or mm-hmm. like do the yeah. salmon or whatever. Um, I have made fresh tomato pasta similar to this before, you know, where you kind of let the, the tomatoes sit and make its own sauce. Mm-hmm. And while it's light, sometimes you want a little something more for dinner, right? And this is definitely one I'm going to be making again. So I made this with the American tuna again which is a company we really like here at the podcast. They are a family-owned operation. Their fish is pole caught. It's based out of San Diego. It's just great tuna, and it mm-hmm. really shines in this simple salad where using high-quality ingredients really makes a difference. So I just thought I'd throw yeah. that out there. Hashtag no ad. But yeah, no ad. We just <laughs> just a product recommendation. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's a little more expensive than your average tuna, but I think it's worth it in, in a recipe like this where you're really going to taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but we forgot to rate. So I this is a four out of five for me. Yeah, it's a four out of five for me, too. I liked this recipe. Yeah, I'll make it again. Mm-hmm. Did the kids like it? Mm, they were in Wisconsin. So I made oh, this, yeah. this on a week that they were not here, but I think they would have liked it. Yeah, yeah. tuna fans. Mm hmm. All right, so next up, we have a recipe that I was originally a little (laughs) bit skeptical about. It's a stone fruit and tomato salad. I have to say, I've now been seeing this all over Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, you texted me and said, are you sure? What is this? Yeah. Or something like that. Um, I did have to talk you into it. Um, The recipe is from Tasty Recipes, and I... I wanted to make a similar rest like this kind of salad, and mm-hmm. so I went through a bunch. This one appealed to me the most, mm-hmm. and has a really super long title, which is Stone Fruit, an Heirloom Tomato Mozzarella Basil Salad. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, not necessary. But in any case, <laughs> this salad is a combo of peaches, plums, nectarines, and um, heirloom tomatoes. Yeah. And then you just dress it up with olive oil, lemon juice, and salt. You scatter a bunch of those little mozzarella ball, which I had to look up what they're called. They're called bocconcini. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you add fresh basil to taste. It was gorgeous, the salad. And it just um, really popped. No wonder it's on Instagram all over the place. Yeah. Well, I felt a little foolish after saying, like, what is a salad? And then I (laughs) and then I just kept seeing it everywhere and thought, well, clearly I'm out of the loop here. Um, But it is. It's easy. I mean, you're just cutting the tomatoes, cutting the fruit. Yeah. Mixing it up with the, the mozzarella and the basil. I mean, you couldn't get easier than this. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I thought it made a great just kind of light lunch. Yeah. You could really throw it together easily. And you feel healthy and like having a light summer salad. This yeah. really does it. I liked it. And I feel like it would take advantage of all the farmer's market haul. Like yes. peaches and nectarines and plums are all coming up at the same time as tomatoes. And you get the bunch, huge bunch of basil that comes out this time of year. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like a bush. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, this exactly. huge tree. Um, and make it. I took the salad to work. It it held for a couple days easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to have really good fruit and tomatoes. Like, do not make this in the winter or even, like, before the tomatoes are really good in the spring. Mm-hmm. It will not be good. And, you know, if you spring for some good olive oil, I think this would take it over the edge. I'm not buying $50 olive oil, but, you know, if you are and you want to send me some, I'll take it. But... Like, even a little better olive oil, may, I think, makes it really good. Um, I think this would be good with a little protein on the side if you wanted to 
bump it up a bit. Yeah. Like a grilled firm white fish. You know, like a red snapper. Yeah. Something like that. Would be great. Would be good. Um, So good. Four to five stars for me. Yeah, I gave this a five out of five Mm. tomato season recipe for me because I just loved the fact that when I was eating it, I felt like I was eating everything that was in season in one delicious, healthy tasting bowl. And it felt very seasonal and just very delicious to me. So I liked that. Five out of five for me. We came from skepticism to delight. It was. Look it at was. Us yeah, I loved it. <laughs> loved it, loved it. Okay, so our last recipe, the savory tomato pound cake from the New Yorker, is sort of on the opposite end of the se- yeah. spectrum. This one, <laughs> last one was like super fresh, and now we're going to like a baked, yeah. a um, baked good. Like a, pa- a tomato pound a cake. A pound cake, right? <laughs> which, not as healthy, but still delicious. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this. Okay, so I know the name might leave our listeners with some questions. But this is really just like a quick bread batter, or if you've made a pound cake before, you know the texture that I'm talking about. But you use a crap ton of Parmesan cheese in the batter, and then you kind of layer in the fresh tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like batter, fresh tomatoes, more batter, fresh tomatoes on top, and you bake that in a round cake or springform pan, Mm -hmm. and it bakes up just, it's gorgeous. Um, Tomatoes on top, it smells like toasty Parmesan cheese. Ugh. Amazing. Yeah, this is a fun special occasion tomato recipe. Mm -hmm. Where the first two I felt like are kind of your weeknight staple tomato season things. This is one you might make once a season, I think. I do too. Yeah, but it could be something you make every year as your tomato season celebration thing. Right, when you you can't wait, you're like, oh, I can't wait for the tomatoes to be in because I make this pound cake um, every year. But, you know, God help you if you make this every week because, you know... You'll be doing a lot of CrossFit. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> no one should be doing that. that. So, um, but so this is this is something I would though bring somewhere, and I will say it does require you to get out your stand mixer or do some butter cheese egg creaming by hand. You mm. do have to kind of squeeze out the tomatoes for their oh, that's seeds. Right. Yeah, I mean, so it's not. It's a little bit of a project. It's not difficult, but it is kind of like a celebration of tomato season right. pound cake signature piece here. Yeah, you would bring this to something or have this this be like the delicious thing you ate for like dinner one, you know, night with a beautiful salad as a yes. special dinner. Yes. Um for sure. Um this so this recipe actually has been cracking me up because do you remember those Allison Roman chocolate chip cookies, the crazy cookies? I do, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which briefly started a social media debate. This also started as a social media debate because it debuted in the New Yorker magazine. And people were like incense Betsy. Oh. They saw the picture. It came out on Twitter and New Yorker and all this right and online. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, this is just another recipe for pizza. No. Which it's not. Yeah. And then the cookbook author got like totally defensive. And, and I agree. They're like, read, she was like, read the recipe. And they're like, it's pizza. Went on for Twitter for like a week. People can have nothing else to do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and the author of the recipe was hilarious. In any case, so I'm, I want to bring this into work as kind of my, like, quote-unquote, work birthday cake, because it was my birthday in the past couple weeks. And so I was like, oh, this would be fun. Again, celebration and cake, right? Kate loves to make herself a cake, so yes. I do enjoy making yeah. myself any yeah. excuse to make a cake. And I was trying to describe it to my coworkers the day before, and they're like, so pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not pizza. My boss weighed in. She said it sounded like pizza. And then the next day, they all tasted it. All loved it, and we're like, yeah, this isn't pizza at all. 
So, yeah, it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's got, I guess, like cheese, kind of a bready component and tomatoes. But, yeah. I mean, oh, come on, kids. Yeah. So, anyway. anyways, mm-hmm. I thought this was a great uh, recipe for tomato season that, like, have in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving it a four out of five. I'd make this as a dish to pass, maybe a lunch yeah. with friends, like we said, with a salad. Um, I usually like to make a tomato tart, too. Oh, yeah. So this, to me, is in that category. Like, once a season, I would like to make a tomato tart because I think they are delicious, and Mm. you should only make them when the tomatoes are very, very good. Right. This, and I look forward to that tomato tart every year. This You should put that in the show notes. Yeah, we will put that. We can put a tomato tart recipe in the show notes, the one I use. Um, This is that, kind of, is that same thing for me. Is that... Yeah. Make it once a year. You look forward to it. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's a special treat for tomato season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'm right there with you. Very rich, but super fun to have on deck for a party. Four to five stars. Great. So wrapping it up today, um, I am so torn between the pound cake and the tomato and peach salad because uh, I love a cake. But I think the tomato and peach salad is something I'll make again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So that's my winner. Um, Betsy, what about you? That tomato and peach salad just won me over. So yeah. that's my winner. Hands there you down. Go. Yeah. Any of these recipes sound good? Make sure to check out our show notes and grocery lists at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques, that tomato tart, um, as well as anything else we talked about, um, and a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. If you'd like to chat more with us, join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast on Facebook. So, Kate, what do we have up for the smorgasbord today? Yeah, so we kind of have a smorgasbord of tips um, this week um, from our brother, who Mm we um, saw when we were all in Wisconsin, from our mom, because we just kept eating the same delicious dish from her, and one from me. Yep, so our first tip comes from our brother Carl, which came up when we were talking about the salmon kebabs and how <laughs> how difficult of a time Kate had with the salmon skin. Right. So he looked at me like I'd lost my, my marbles um, when I was talking about bursting into angry tears over skinning that salmon for yeah. episode 17. Betsy did not have this problem. And we were all sitting around talking about it. And Carl had a great idea. Yeah, I didn't have the problem because I have that fillet knife um, (laughs) for all of the fishing that we're not doing. But so I use that. And but Carl had said that how they how they skin salmon where he works. He works as a cook. If you partially freeze salmon, you can pull you can start it a little bit with a Mm -hmm. knife and then you pull the skin off starting on one side of the fish and it'll just kind of just kind of pull peel off oh. with a little bit of a you know yeah. help from the knife but it has to be that partially frozen and it's much much easier yeah and then you hear that tip about slicing other things right yes. time sometimes like cheeses or or fish generally sometimes mm-hmm. um i think this is a great tip i did like the salmon kebabs but the skin was such like uh trauma um i'm gonna try this because i really really like that recipe yeah i thought it was great i I thought it was a great tip. Hilariously, we had to explain the episode to Carl because he does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's true. Because he does Our not own brother. want to listen to his two older sisters <laughs> just talk about what they're making for dinner. Right. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't listen to that. It, it's like I'm trapped with you then. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, I think that sounds nice, actually, yeah. being yeah. trapped with us. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Next tip. <laughs> next one is from our mom. Even though she didn't give it directly, but she made it a 
bunch of times during our summer trip home, gosh, like almost every day. Because mm-hmm. A, she has about a million cucumbers in her garden. And B, it is a Schultz family classic, the creamy cucumber salad. Yeah, so if you grew up with a big garden, or I feel like it's just everywhere somewhere in the Midwest, in the, somewhere in the Midwest you have had this creamy cucumber salad, which is slightly salted cucumbers with thinly sliced onions, mm-hmm. some peppercorns, maybe a little bit of dill. And that's all sauced up in a little mayo, sugar, vinegar. You serve it cold. Keep it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. It is a summer staple in every Midwestern kitchen. So true. I have made this again and again and again. Um, and it's great with like grilled foods because it feels a little pickly mm-hmm. almost with that, yeah. that little bit of vinegar. It's great with a hamburger. It's great with, I mean, what can't you eat it with? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, Mary, our sister mentioned in episode 19 in the smorgasbord that you should really think about using um, some of the less fam- fancy but workhorses from the farmer's market. And we were just there and the farmer's market had cukes coming out their ears yeah and they're right? inexpensive and inexpensive fresh. and yeah. this is such a fun way to use it that's not um just eating cucumber spear- spears or pickling them mm-hmm. this is such a tasty summery way um yeah and if you've got a garden you plenty cucumbers you have a lot of cucumbers so we'll post this recipe in the show notes and um, hopefully we'll see what you think yeah so our last tip kate what is it oh yeah short and sweet if you are looking to make your summer veggies pop so you're making that beautiful tomato and peach salad or you're making um a great caprese salad with the tomatoes and the fresh mozzarella and the basil or zucchini carpaccio or anything like that get yourself some decent salt to finish it Mm -hmm. so that coarser but like crunchy salt i use malden and i love it um, there are other brands out there. You can get a fancy Hawaiian sea salt. You go to get Fleur de Sal, any of these things. Um, it usually, you can, my Malden sea salt was like eight bucks a box and it lasts our household a couple months because we don't cook. I don't use that salt to cook things with, right? It yeah. doesn't go in the dishes mm-hmm. I'm cooking. But finishing at the end, James made fun of our fancy salt for like the longest time and then finally put it on something was like, oh, Kate, there's like a little salty crunch on this vegetable. Yes. <laughs> it's like right. I know. <laughs> That's why I bought it. Um, I found a cute container at the container store. It has a little wood top on it. Leave it on the counter. Do it, kids. Get yourself some nice salt. Um, you won't regret it. Yeah, true. Fancy salt worth every penny. Mm-hmm. All right. So coming up next week, we've got some more summery recipes on tap. I'm looking forward to this bar- barley corn salad. Ooh, yeah. That we've got that we make with some chicken breast. Yeah, delish. I think James is actually going to flip for the steak and Hawaiian rice, so I'm looking forward to making that. Oh, nice. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. Also, you can subscribe to our newsletter if you like our Facebook page. We've got a little tab on the left-hand side that says Newsletter Sign Up. Click Mm. on that. Give us your email. And we'll send you some stuff every week. We, I don't even know how you would sell an email address. So yeah, we don't we're do not that. giving that away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you go to our website, too, we also have all the show notes. We've got some shopping lists, other fun stuff. You can always shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. But lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review, subscribe, tell a friend. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. <laughs> <laughs>